1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1 KJV I need to talk to you about something. Abraham Beeler spoke in the business-like tone that he often used when it came to matters of the bakery. Mary could tell by the furrow of his brow that her dad was thinking hard. The reins in his hands jumped as he started the horses at the stop sign. Ya, yeah, dad? He looked across the carriage at her. I don't want to upset you, but it's something that must be discussed, and I've waited too long already. He would not meet her eye, but not while I'm driving. She was curious, but did not press him. She knew not to push her dad. Since the fire nearly a decade ago, they both were set easily on edge. The edginess seemed only to have gotten worse with the move west to Colorado a year prior, when they left their home in Ohio to settle in Big Valley. He continued, When we get to the bakery, come to my office after the morning coffee customers. She agreed, and the rhythmic percussion of horse hooves on dirt was once again the only sound that filled the air. The early morning was cold for late July, and there was a hint in the air of turning seasons. Mary was still getting used to the new weather patterns in Colorado. Gone were the soft, gradual shifts of Ohio, and in their place were quick changes that had blindsided them the first year, and even now that they were expected, seemed abrupt. Soon they would wake up to the sight of fresh snow on the mountaintops, if last year's weather was any indication. They'd had snow-capped peaks last year by mid-September, and snow in the valley floor by October. This morning, the green valley had filled with fog, like a river of smoky white which obscured the juniper trees and sandy orange cliff walls on either side of them. The mist was crisp and cool, and she could feel it on her face, the hot, close western sun would soon dissipate it, but now, before the fiery orb was high in the sky, the mist was free to sleep in the embrace of the high mountains on either side. The mountains hugged the valley like the arms of a mother wrapping her child in a hug of safety. This thought made Mary's heart ache with remembrance of her own mother, remembering that night she reached up and touched the scar that crept up her neck. She pulled her jacket closer up towards her ears. Over the years, the elders had encouraged her to turn to God in order to heal from the trauma she had experienced. She had tried to turn to God again and again, but felt nothing but a void. This void didn't hold her, hug her, or kiss her goodnight. It was an emptiness that could not replace her mother's love. In the middle of the night, she sometimes yelled at God with her thoughts, tossing and turning with upset, and sometimes even emitting muffled cries with her face to the pillow. Why are you invisible? Why do you seem to be made of smoke and clouds and shadows? Why do you disappear when I try to touch you? She would silently seethe. The dirt road turned to paved as they entered Montrose. The town of Montrose, Colorado, was just under ten miles outside of Big Valley. The clip-clop of the horses' hooves turned staccato as they struck pavement. 
Morning commuters in trucks and cars made wide arcs around them as the carriage entered town. They pulled up to the Friendship Bakery, and Mary felt her heart squeeze inwards. The sign, which her mother had hand-painted years ago, greeted them out front. It was blue and white, and though the paint was chipped and weathered, it had a friendliness about it that spoke to the down-home nature of the bakery. Abraham had suggested refreshing the paint on the sign, but Mary stubbornly refuted this idea, arguing that the weathered gray wood showing through gave the sign character. Mary followed her dad into the clean, compact building. Unlike the sign, it had been renovated many times over the years. What had once been a miner's house was now a bakery,